1: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, a child is tormented
2: by strange dreams of the dead, only to later find out that a man had died in her room not so long ago.
1: This is Real Ghost Stories Online.
2: That it is. 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. You can write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. And if you want to take it a step further and get even more content, talking hours, weeks, months of content that you could literally have to sit there and listen to to binge away on that long just to get through it. Uh, become an extra podcast person an EPP as we call them at GhostPodcast.com or Patreon.com slash Stories. When you sign up to be an EPP, you're supporting the show, but in exchange, you're getting a bonus episode every week that we produce specifically for our EPPs, jam-packed with our best ghost stories that we get. Uh, You also get uh, access to the archive of those episodes, more than 320, some of them now. Uh, You get our advanced episodes ad-free, so that's a nice convenience. Our full back catalog as well, going back thousands of episodes. Um, what else, our ebook, or our audio book, there's just so many things uh, for five bucks a month when you support the show. Take it a step further, do a full year, get one month free uh, on that uh, too, along with everything else I just talked about. You can do it at uh, ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Maybe an early Christmas present to yourself or someone else, give the gift of ghost, as I say, uh, for the last uh, eight holiday seasons, which is kind of crazy to think of doing the show for that long, but hey, we've been here. It's now my second longest radio station. Did you realize that? That I've been at. I mean, it's uh, for being a podcast, but KFDI in Wichita was the longest, and this is now number two in terms of length. Two more years, and I got it uh, beat.
3: (laughs) I'll be darned.
2: Yeah. It's uh, Tony and Carol Hughes joining you uh, for uh, the program, and and if you ever sit there wondering, I've heard those two together before on on a radio station called that. Yeah, you're right. You did. (laughs) Yeah, years ago. Once upon a time. Once upon a time.
3: Uh and then bum bum (laughs) bum, I got fired. (laughs) You know though, to be honest, like I'm just like everybody else. I went on and got another job. But um there's so many people who have gone through that.
1: Sure. Yeah,
3: so I appreciate that pain. Yeah, it's a scary time. It is,
2: and there's so many folks feeling that right now with with everything going on. So uh, our hearts are with you if that's what you're dealing with, and if we can be an escape for you for you know a couple hours every week, uh, I I'm happy that we can do that for you uh, and and kind of take your mind off of all the the craziness of the world. Speaking of craziness of the world, so I I I don't think I've announced this on the show yet, and I don't know why because it's kind of a big thing in my world, considering I'll talk about like sometimes what my favorite snack food in 1989 was, but I haven't said this. (laughs) I am in a new building uh, here uh, in the, we have a new studio. And I know this is like the 10th studio that we've had in eight years. But um, this is like, Going to be the permanent, forever studio. I'm not jinxing it. I'm knocking on wood, but it is the first one that's ever been its own building, its own structure on its uh, by itself. It's a, a little bit of ways away from uh, the our, our. It's on our property. It's by our house, so I can like literally see my door and walk over there. Um, but uh, it is its own place. It's a brand new studio, and it's all set up or well close to set up. But we'll be doing a lot of you know live videos and stuff in here. And it's it's creepy. It's spooky if uh if you uh it kind of reminds me of my bar uh that I had in our well, house. Yeah,
3: that was really cool.
2: In uh, in uh, Branson it's it's very very similar in feel. We called that the um oh, what did we call it? The something haunt um, I should know this. My mind's just fried this week, though. Um, but uh, it's uh, it has that that sort of feel to it. Windows along the side, almost kind of the same layout uh, as well. But there's no bar in here, so. Um, but uh, you that's, need a pair of crutches. Yeah, <laughs> I got some. Yeah, anyway, here's the point of my story, um, which I've already completely lost. As I was walking out here tonight to the studio, um, I. Uh, we're out in the, the country, so I'm hearing cows and I'm hearing coyotes and, and other things. And then very faintly in the distance, I I can hear this music and I normally do not hear music out here. The only time I used to hear music out my front door was when Silver Dollar City was up across the over the mountain and you could hear their Christmas music late at night. And that sounded almost faintly creepy, too. But this it was like off in the hills. And it almost—I don't know any other way to describe it, other than kind of like that Jeepers Creepers type sound. And I thought that was a horrible movie, but it—it's it, that just kind of older classic, happy, weirdly uncomfortably peppy music is what it sounded like. And I'm oh, looking, and I'm looking around, and I think I can tell where it's coming from. And there's a there's a house up on a hill probably like a mile away, but you'd need to have some pretty loud speakers to be but able.
3: Sometimes like when you're out in the country and it's a really, really still.
2: Night, yeah. And it was is it
3: Mindy tonight or is it still
2: tonight is calm. First one in a okay. while.
3: And if everything's kind of quiet and the ambient noise isn't, you know, there's no cars or anything really. I mean, I guess it could happen.
2: I know uh, it's uh, uh And that's kind of what I put it off to. I really, I wasn't like genuinely scared or anything, but I just thought, oh, what a creepy setting to like be walking into my studio to, you know, it's almost like I kind of felt like I was a a music artist. Michael Bolton, you'd have been like, hey, like like you're getting pumped up to go on stage, (laughs) you know. Because it totally was. Because I have to like, I have to go up a little set of stairs. It's very much like walking into a stage.
3: (laughs) 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 I I,
2: (laughs) I sometimes (laughs) (laughs) I I have a flashlight that I shine down so I can see where I'm walking, as if a stagehand were doing it. And then I, you know, I get up in here, but I was like, kind of like, all right, you know, into the studio to do the show. On this creepy, weird-ass atmosphere that anyone else would be like, this is fucking weird. I want to go in the basement and lock the doors. I'm like, yes, ghost story time.
3: <laughs> still a ghost story. <laughs> and then right before we start, my internet goes out for some weird reason. Yeah. It starts back up, but then my phone started playing. What was it? Some lullaby. Yeah. well, I You're, don't even yeah. remember which
2: one it was. Because we, me and Carol, like visit for the first forty-five minutes of our evening when we talk, and and then we're just about to start recording, and her internet cuts out, so we got to reconnect. <laughs> and as soon as we reconnect, there's this creepy rockaby baby playing on her phone. Yeah, and it's this woman singing. I'm like, it. what the fuck are you
3: playing? <laughs> She's like, She's not even singing the actual lyrics.
2: No, it was so bizarre and weird, and and I was <laughs> just like. I'm like, what? Is I don't know, on? but it won't stop. And then that's what jogged my memory of the creepy music I heard coming in here. I wanted to talk about. So we both had creepy, unexplained music experiences tonight. And
3: I think what probably happened is I have a Samsung, and I think that little Bixby or whatever it is, yeah, the Google woman. Probably, you know how your phone hears you talking, yeah. And, I think I said something about cutting out. And and it interpreted
2: to it to say, play night? creepy by baby song.
3: <laughs> I have no, that's my theory. <laughs> and,
2: and you're gonna sticking leave it at to it.
3: Yep. And that bitch better not start singing in the middle of the night. That was... I
2: will not be happy. <laughs> Either you have a ringtone you're very embarrassed about, or your phone is possessed. And I think we might be leaning much more towards possessed. <laughs> so... Oh, that yeah, was weird. That was weird. So don't,
3: don't, <laughs> like, no really scary stories
2: tonight. Uh, we're at the mercy of whatever they send to us. So I don't know. Uh, your guess is as good as mine. It'd be great if they all tied in somehow, but who knows? That does tend to happen. 855 853 4802 is our phone number. First letter says, My story uh, starts like this when I was growing up. I lived with my mom and sister in South Florida. Over time, we ended up moving in with my grandma and my as my grandpa was in a nursing home due to Alzheimer's. And my grandma was not taking the best care of herself or her house. After roughly 30 years in this rich town, my mom and grandma both agreed that it was time to move on. They had their hearts set on moving to St. Augustine, Florida. We ended up settling down in the town about 30 to 40 minutes away from St. Augustine. It was very small and known for its natural spring water. They figured... I'd be a good place to where my sister and I could go out and spend time with friends without worrying that something would happen to us. The house we ended up buying was built in the 1920s or 30s, I can't remember which, right next to an exceptionally large river. The house obviously had some history to it. We discovered that our new house and one of the houses next door was built for J.C. Penney's daughters. We also discovered that an older man, one of the previous owners, he wasn't related to the people we were buying from, but he was a previous resident had actually died in the house. The neighbor's kids joked around and said he had died on the toilet. My sister and I shared a room for most of our lives, but in this house, we finally got our own rooms. We finally got some privacy, and we're super excited despite not being so happy with moving to the opposite side of the state. Not too long after the move, my mom, sister, and grandma all started hearing disembodied breathing around the house. It bugged my sister quite a bit, but it was never anything particularly malicious, just creepy. They usually heard it when showering or in bed at night. We all believe in ghosts and regularly watch ghost shows. So while the events were startling after my family told the breathing thing to go away, it usually did. My sister's ex-fiance also experienced this one night while they were visiting from the Tampa area. He heard the breathing and asked my sister if she heard that. And she just told him to go away, after which it did just that. My family, one of my sister's college friends, also heard my desk chair move and heavy boots walking around in my room on a few occasions when I was out of the house. We had a cat and dog at the time, but the dog always stayed on the first floor with my grandma. and The cat followed my mom like her shadow. Everyone was downstairs and no one could explain it. I experienced none of this. What I did experience was mostly in my dreams while falling asleep. So I can't claim any of this was paranormal, but it did feel like it. Most of the Auditory stuff I experienced is when I was on the verge of passing out to sleep, so I can't really vouch for any of that. One of those times I heard a very loud, hey, in my ear and a very nondescript voice. I froze up and didn't move for probably two to three hours despite roasting in my blankets. I eventually just moved and passed out, thankfully. The other thing I heard a few times was my mechanical keyboard keys clicking like they were being pushed in. The dreams frequently alternated of something dark coming from the air vent in the ceiling of my blankets being pulled off me from the foot of my bed. I'd frequently feel the blankets in my dream being pulled off slowly and fought back while I held on to them till I woke up. Thankfully, while I felt, it felt so real, my blankets were always still where they should have been and had me thinking that this was mostly in my head. I'd eventually discover that an old man that died in the house died in my room which my mom kept from me for a while as she did not want me to feel uncomfortable. Eventually, I moved out to South Carolina for a job, and while I no longer experienced my blankets being pulled off me in dreams or my keyboard typing, I started having some sleep paralysis nightmares, the worst of which I felt myself being pulled off my bed by the leg and then lifted up. I woke up from the dream in my original position, which had me thinking that something had followed me out of that house for a while. I do not believe something followed me anymore and helped me realize that my dreams were just that. Dreams? Nightmares? I still experience sleep paralysis nightmares from time to time, but a simple pinch to my side or thigh usually confirms that it is a dream and I can calm down and wake up. My mom and grandma both still live in the house to this day and they still hear them walking and breathing from time to time. We never dug into the who or what it was. We just assumed to this day that it's the old man who died in the house, treating him as another resident of that house. I wanted to thank you guys for the show. I was recently introduced to it by a friend of mine after I ran out of shows and podcasts to listen to and now can't get enough while I work. I'm only in the episode 200s as of writing this. I hope you all are safe during these tough times and that your year goes well. Thank you for those kind words. And I I want to make you note of this. If you're listening on uh, Apple Podcasts, which most do, uh, it only has the last 300 episodes listed there are literally thousands of episodes of this show. Uh, and when you're an EPP, you can get access to all those. We, we post them out there uh, if we could, but that's the limit that Apple has. Um, so anyway, thoughts on the story?
3: Well, real quick, if he's in the two or she is in the 200s. Yeah. Like, so it could be a year
2: before he hears this. Story. Very easily. Yes. You know. <laughs>
3: Or do you sneak ahead and go, maybe they're
2: going to do my story? Well, and I got to ask, like, what order of the 200s are you in? Are you getting like the latest one and then kind of going through the archive from front to back? Or are you going back to front? Or now it's starting to sound kind of dirty. But um, that's, uh, you know, the, there's only Apple Podcasts only last 300 of the most recent episodes. But we are, I don't know the exact number, but it's in the thousands uh, of how many shows that we've done. I'd have to look into that though so, there you go well, There's,
3: anyway yeah it anyway. sounds like um like if the mom and the grandma are cool with it like nothing nobody's necessarily been hurt yeah or but those kind of dreams like that those can be so real yeah that you know because i've had them I and sometimes it's like was it a dream was it not a dream i don't really know but if you can feel, I'm like that pinching thing. I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. But I might try it next time I have one.
2: <laughs> You've never done that to get out of a dream? What's that? you never done that to, to get out of a dream? No. Really?
3: No. Because uh, a lot of times I don't feel like anything on me can move.
2: Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Oh, like in a okay. sleep paralysis experience. Okay. Yeah yeah. 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 Yeah.
3: Like, but then there's sometimes it's like, you do wake up and then you fall back to sleep and you're right back in it.
2: Yeah, I so
3: maybe I should try pinching myself then I or have, getting completely out of bed or something.
2: I've only had that happen once so, and it was damn near twenty years ago, and it's uh, it was twenty years ago, uh, and I, I can't I, I can't comprehend being able to move in any way, shape, or form other than. I, I sat up and then I was frozen, which was weird. And I haven't heard another sleep paralysis story. So that kind of makes me question if it was sleep paralysis or something else. But it was certainly paralysis of some sort where you mm-hmm. can't move. And uh, the the trick that I used to have just to get out of a nightmare was always shut your eyes and open your eyes. And usually that triggers your, your real eyes to actually open. Because um, I could always, dreaming... I don't know. I'd say 80, 90% of the time I realize I'm in a dream. So I guess that's lucid dreaming technically. Um and I can I can't control what happens in the dream. It's still wild world to do whatever it wants to do. But um uh, I can I can control my actions, but I can also wake myself up if I want to too.
3: Yeah, and I've been in where I can't. Yeah. Now, I do think that it's interesting how they were hearing the breathing and stuff, and they can pretty much be like, hey, cut it off. Stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's pretty good.
2: It's nice that it obeyed, and it said, oh, you yeah. know, okay, I don't mean to freak you out. I guess I would feel like kind of an asshole, too. And then people like, Tony, no, you wouldn't. Yeah, you're right. But I don't know. I think if I got, if I liked the family, that's, that's the biggest thing with me. If I like people, I'll do like anything for them and I'll be the most loyal person in the world. There's just not many people I like. (laughs) That's the problem. Um, but if it was like, I, I didn't, really didn't like the family that came in and they were being rude and just, I judge them as horrible people. I wouldn't be respectful and, and respect those wishes. I'd be breathing down their ears. But if, if I was like, these are good people, I really didn't mean to do it. I'm sorry. You know, I, I, I let me stay in the, the attic for the rest of the year as punishment. I'm was, really it's sorry. kind
3: of like a cool party trick. Yeah. yeah. Like, Oh, do you hear that breathing? Oh, yeah. you, would you stop? It's
2: like, I'll come out for you for parties if you want. <laughs> I'll help you rid your home of people when you want them to go, you know. I w- oh,
3: now that would be a talent.
2: I would totally be that ghost if I liked the people. If like, I, I'll, I'll help, I'll play along. I'll freak out the people that should be there and it'll be great, you know. And we would have this weird, under- surprise. we haven't had a story like that where it's like there's like this ghostly understanding between the tenant and the ghost. And uh, the ghost just always seems to be able to get rid of people at the right time. It almost sounds like a sitcom or something that you'd see on like ABC in 1998 or something. <laughs> what happens when a wacky ghost and a wacky family move into one wacky haunted house? <laughs> Find out after the next latest home improvement Thursday on ABC, you know, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> but let's go to our next, uh, go ahead.
3: No, I can't believe that's never been done. Yeah. Actually. I was trying to think of it had, I was trying,
2: I almost want to say there was something like that once. And I and I, I always reference a show that, because Dan Aykroyd started the sitcom where I believe he was like a preacher in, or in the early 90s. Um, and it was like one of those short-lived ABC ones. And I want to say there was a, and I know this is not that show, but I want to say there was a show on that debuted around the same time that had kind of a ghost concept like that in it and my mind always associates Dan Aykroyd with Ghost, and I always think, oh, that was that show, but that wasn't that show. I think it was something else. That- Ghostbusters. Yeah, exactly, but the the that show was something different, and I,
4: I don't remember what it was.
2: Uh, 855- 853-4802 is our phone number. Let's go to a caller. Hi, you're on there.
4: Hey, Tony, this is Michael from New York. I'd like to submit my ghost story that I like to call Summer of rock and roll and the way that this story begins is simple back in 2018 I was quite re- rebellious and uh, I couldn't be held down and they used to travel to different towns and this one town being uh, a college town I couldn't resist and I traveled to this place and I was looking for a place to stay for a few months, just experience the atmosphere and, and the uh, facade of the area. So what ended up happening was I found this one house that was a little bit, uh, let's say, on the fancier side of houses. Uh, inside the house, when I came to knock on the door, was this um, like Arabian guy that came to the door. He was—he uh, wasn't that old, but um, he was very neurotic. He was very jumpy, and I didn't understand—you know—his attitude. It was kind of weird. Um, but anyways, I said, you know, you—you you posted up uh, a place. Uh, you know, that you have a room available. And he said, yeah, yeah, sure, but it's in the basement. Are you okay with that? And I said, well, let's take a look at it. So we go down in the basement, and he opens the door. It's marble floors. Uh, the place is leathered out. Um, three rooms unoccupied. It was just like a, a really pristine-looking apartment. And we walked into the shower, and it was even more luxurious. It was marble everywhere. Walk-in shower, and had one of those waterfall heads. Like I just had to, you know, I just had to get, try to get this place. The funny thing was is there was this elevator right beside the bathroom and it was this full industrial elevator. like, like uh, it was huge. And I, and he pointed, you know, and I'm looking at it and he says, oh yeah, about that it doesn't work. So don't even bother trying to press the button because it, it just doesn't work. Well, I was, you know, that's kind of odd having an elevator and just, you know, it wasn't a small house, but it was a modest house. It was kind of fancy, but having an elevator going from the bottom floor to the uh, the main floor was kind of strange. But anyways, um, I told the guy, I said, okay, you know, I'll take the room. And he said, uh, well, well, we'll think about it and we'll call you if, uh, if we want you to stay. And I said, okay, sure. So I jumped in my car and I drive off and sure enough, right after I passed the street, he calls me, and he says, "Hey, uh, you can have the room and you know that was kind of strange. you know there was just one strange coincidence after another, and then I, I don't know if I don't know if he talked to somebody in his house or what was going on, but uh I didn't care. I just wanted to get in there, and uh, I was looking for places and i just uh, this place was was you know it was a decent place so I just told him on the on the cell phone, I said, yeah, sure. I'll be there and I'll get my stuff. I don't got too much stuff. I just got like a couple of uh, bags. And he said, yeah, no problem. I'll get you the key and you can get all settled in. So I meet him there and he goes, which room do you want? Now, that's a strange thing because, you know, there was other bigger rooms, but I, I instinctively chose the middle room, which was smaller. I'm not sure why. It didn't have a window facing outwards. I had this small one that was under the porch of the backyard, so you couldn't see. So, I move into this place, and, you know, it's just one strange thing after another. Like, the stove doesn't work. And uh, a couple of other things. It's just, uh, it's a little bit weird the way the place was set up. It's almost like it's, I don't know, like just built on the fly or something like that it was kind of weird and then I started finding out like other things like uh, stuff that uh, to accommodate someone that lived there before it's weird like they weren't able to walk or something like that but anyways uh, you know I picked this room and uh, you know I don't have any sheets or nothing I have a sleeping bag and you know I'm in there my other I, uh, I accommodated the other room by putting my mountain bike in there i bought this mountain bike at the local uh well at the at the town and they had this trail nearby and you know this bike unfortunately was leaking oil So <laughs> from uh, the valve the guy that sold it to me i think it was uh, i don't know he, he didn't take care of it but he hit it really well when he sold it to me but anyways i put a, a plastic bag underneath not to stain the floors and i put it into that room and the third room, it was uh, it was just vacant. There was a bed in there, but um, nothing too special. So I'm in this room, and I'm sitting on the bed. And what I what I did was, for some strange reason, I turned myself around when I slept. I didn't sleep with my head at the headboard, and the headboard was this old, like golden gate of a frame thing and it wasn't connected to the actual bed it was just like leaned up against the wall and then uh, and then the frame at the bottom with the mattress on top so it was just sitting there I didn't bother to to do anything with it 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 looked like it's just a decorative uh, you know addition to the room or something like that so I left it there but I had a kind of strange feeling about it in the whole place itself. Anyways, I, uh, so I'm, I'm sleeping one day and, you know, it's coming towards the daytime and all of a sudden, and I'm still asleep, the bed starts vibrating like, uh, rapidly. Um, it's almost like, um, the uh, like if you put like a quarter in one of those chairs at the at the mall or something like that a massage things but it's almost like that and while it's vibrating I uh, I'm the bed the mattress is actually moving off the frame and I wake up and then I just I'm trying to I'm uh, reorienting myself and I'm just trying to think like what's going on like this is kind of weird. And it's still vibrating, and then I just, I just uh, like say out loud, you know, WTF? And uh, but it's still going. It's still vibrating. It's you know, it's strange, and it's vibrating off the uh, the bottom frame. So I'm on the the mattress is a little bit on the corner, and I can feel that, um, you know, the, the top mattress is bending over the bottom mattress, kind of thing, because it's vibrating. So this happens for about—it felt like forever—but it just happened for about like 30 seconds, and then it stopped, and I was awake. So I shrug myself off, and you know, I don't think too much of it, and I uh, go about my day. I didn't—I I wasn't afraid or anything like that, but I was curious. And my intuition, you know, pointed me towards that headboard thing, that gate thing. So, what I did that the next day or that same day was I grabbed that thing and I put it into another room. And I just left it there. And from that time on, um, I didn't get any more shakes and I was perfectly fine. But, I just got a little bit, uh, you know, I was trying to wonder, like, what was that? Was that like someone trying to wake me up as a routine in the morning at nine o'clock in, in the morning? Or was that something else? Was that somebody trying to warn me? Because one of the reasons why I've been traveling was I have this, uh, I have the NSA that are coming up against me. And would they possibly have they broken into that apartment? And was that spirit that was shaking the bed rapidly was are were they trying to warn me of their presence possibly so what i come to find out was there was this grandmother that actually lived with these uh, people and she lived in the basement like a separate apartment and I think she's the one that had all the money, and what they did was they installed uh, an elevator that, uh, so she, I think she was um, wheel, wheelchair bound, and that's why there was a walk in uh, shower and things like that, so uh, making it more accessible for her, and, and, and so she can jump in that elevator and go to the second floor and, you know, play with the family, and when the. When she was you know, ready for night, she went down, and I think she died. And that was her spirit, maybe watching over the house, possibly, and watching over the patrons. And, yes, the NSA did visit my basement uh, on several occasions. So that could have been, uh, you know, a friend. That, that was a friendly ghost to warn me, possibly. It did kind of spook me, but I wasn't alarm to the point of being um, scared. I was just, you know, you know, ghosts don't necessarily frighten me, but... Um Anyways, uh, I just want to say that uh, the show is great. Uh, you guys do a bang-up job. I wish there was a little bit more insight in uh, evaluating some of these stories. Uh, I've been... You know, I'm a little bit intrigued about the the spiritual world, and uh, I've been digging in a little bit more than I should have as a hobby, if anything. But that's I can write that in at a later time. But anyways, I heard that you are an avid Rick Astley fan. What I want to do is I want to serenade uh, the couple, or it could be a- another person that's hosting with you, but let's go ahead and serenade
2: Jesus. And thankfully the uh, the phone call actually I'm not even kidding you cut out right there. Well,
3: I was set up for a whole different kind of story. Yeah. Because when he started that, he said something about the summer of rock and roll. Yeah. And I was like like in my head, I thought there was going to be some like rock and roll ghost
2: story. I was thinking that too.
3: And I was like, this is going to be amazing. Yeah. Let's say, you know, he didn't have some interesting stuff happen, but I just, it took a turn. I kept, I just was convinced there's some rock and roller going to show up and I don't
2: know. Well, at least at the very end, he did mention the ultimate rock and roller of our times. The one, the only Rick Astley, on hot one Oh four seven. <laughs> <laughs> Weather's coming up after the hour. Take a take a look at that. Uh, it's gonna be a pretty shitty weekend, everybody. Get those galoshes on and wear a rubber. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: well, I don't have like deep insight into his story though.
2: No, I'm sorry.
3: Because I'm just a regular person. I don't have a lot of deep insight yeah. <laughs> into stuff. <laughs> but I don't. You know, I think that probably absolutely was the grandmother's area of the house yeah and if she died I absolutely think she could still be there
2: yeah I I think he, he kind of figured a lot of it out but yeah. I I think I what think he had it yeah but but I I totally understand at the beginning this kind of this ominous under not understood feeling of what is going on around here what is this mm-hmm. stuff and, and until you can kind of put those dots together even the most benign of ghosts can seem pretty unsettling um, and that's probably all it was once you kind of put the pieces together suddenly oh it's not this broken puzzle and this piece of the puzzle looks like it's a vampire tooth and this one looks like a lily and you get it together it's like oh it's just a valley that's part of a rock or so you know it's everything makes more sense then and and I think that's really what he eventually uh, was able to uh, to figure out.
3: Honestly, even a kindly grandma ghost can still scare yeah.
2: the shit. I think I'd be afraid of more grandma ghosts than I would serial killers in some cases. Uh, I, just, I guess it depends on the grandma I, <laughs> that, uh, that we're right. talking about. I was going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person. EPP is what we call them. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. We greatly appreciate that. Until next time, for Carol and all of us at Real Ghost Stories Online, I'm Tony Bruski. Thank you for listening.
0: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
2: Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday,
4: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at chumpacasino.com Welcome to the family.
0: VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus.
1: Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?"
0: Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Ah ha! In my dentist's office.